Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. We're here today on another episode of Black and White Market Chatter right here on Life Planning 101. Matt Irvin and Aaron Kennedy here with you today to hopefully give you a little calm amongst the storm, if you will. Aaron, talk to us a little bit about what's going on. This is getting to be a really fun time. So what I mean by that is the market's moving, and it's, it's moving a lot. And we're starting to get people to call and, you know, just a little bit of worried. I don't think you can keep from it. You know, if you turn on the TV, watch the news, read the news, there's horrible things going on, you know, everywhere you look. So with all that negative publicity about everything, it's easy to get down and, you know, kind of lose your way or or lose that optimism. So I kind of wanted to talk about how to keep that up, you know, because... The important thing I think would be to say what's real and what's not. Yeah, you, you know how do we how do we see through some of this and sift through some of this? I know you're going to get through some of this today, and I'm excited to hear about it. Um, but where do, where do you want to start? Let's say, so when we think about investing or you're buying into the market, one of the things that we lose sight of is that that it's a market. It goes up and down. You know, being investing that is that is not just a money printing machine that only goes up and only benefits. It, it goes both ways. And even if the market's going straight up, you know, and, and the market feels good, there's still people on the other side of that trade that are losing while the market goes up. Right. So it's important to realize that markets go up and down. And there's nothing wrong with the market going down. There's some great positives to it. But usually we get in the way mentally and uh, we end up hurting ourselves. Well, it's hard to think about that, though, right? Because the market's acted so different over the last several years where it had points of this going straight up and you never felt the downside. And then when it hit a downside, it bounced right back. So you yeah. know, this one, this one's probably, I guess, more normal compared to historical nature than what we've seen over the last you know, three or four or five years. Yes. And, you know, the objective of investing is buy low, so high. I think everybody can repeat that. And I don't know when we learn it, whether it's in the second grade or what, but it sounds so easy. But why am I getting phone calls now about whether to get out of the market? Because it's going down. So It's not comfortable. Yeah. Right. Do we really want to sell low and then wait till it gets higher and buy back? The exact opposite. That's the, you know, that's really the, the recipe for disaster. So how do we wrap our mind around and make make something positive out of something that hurts so bad and that, that's such a negative, you know. So one, one thing I really wanted to talk about is our 80-80 rule. You know, and, and our, our goal for the majority of clients is 80% of the downside and 80% of the upside. Horribly, horribly boring. It's not something you really brag about to your friends or your family or anything like that. But I mean, let me tell you how it works. The magic to this recipe is limiting the downside. And anytime you're limiting downside, you're giving something up. So in this, we're giving away the positive or the upside. So I want, I want to do a quick exercise. And uh, we're going to use two-year returns and big numbers so we can, we can see it in, in action. But if you have a million-dollar portfolio 
and the market loses half, you know, you're, you're down, you wake up in the morning and your account's worth half a million dollars, $500,000. In order to get all the way back to even, your portfolio has to make 100% or double. So in that instance, lose 50% one year, make 100% the next, we're flat. Now let's add our 80-80. If the market goes down 50 and we only capture 80% of that loss, we still lose 40%. 40% is not a fun number. It's still uncomfortable. Still uncomfortable. People are going to be mad. They're going to be scared. I'm going to get some phone calls and people aren't going to be nice. Right. You know, <laughs> Even if I only lose 80% of what the market does. But same scenario, you wake up in the morning and you, your million dollar account's down to 600000 The following year, the market doubles. Now, we don't get all of that. We only get about 80% of that. So instead of making 100%, we make 80%. But even then, 80% of 600000 that's $48,000. So at the end of the day, our account value is $1,080,000 versus... So $600,000 plus 480000 so we're still ahead 80000 versus still being ahead. flat. Right. Wow. So why did that work? And it, it was just that we were more cognizant of the downside, and we tried to protect downturns and and when you do that you're, you're going to give up the upside but as long as you get the majority of it and you stay in the game and you know you don't try to change your goals your goals need to always be i'm risk conscious i'm always looking at risk you know not 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 to the point that you're fearful and doing things that are you know but or greedy or and greedy. i think that's important right. to notate because jumping all in and, and really, it comes to making that emotional reaction to a high or low in the market. Yes. Either one is harmful. I think I was talking to Chance, which is uh, someone here in our office, and we were talking about risk levels. And I said, I'd, I have a, a lot different feeling if people are, are changing their risk levels at a time in the market when things are changing. For instance, if the market goes down 50% and someone tells me they want to increase their risk. Okay. Now, this is somebody that kind of understands it and has put a lot of thought into this. And I'm, I'm much more willing to have that conversation than if the market drops 50% and they want to decrease the risk. Then I know it's just emotions and they're, they're being... Uh, a typical human, right. you know, and, and we need we need to have a conversation about how all this works. Yeah, let's Aaron, let's take a quick break right here on Black and White Market Chatter Life Planning One Hundred and One. We'll be right back with you. And we're back on uh, continuing part two of Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. We were just covering emotions and uh, getting in or out at, at inopportune times in the market. And, and really, you know, it's, it's getting on or off that volatility roller coaster at the wrong time. Strategic yes. entry and exit's okay, but either one's going to, you'll get hurt getting yes. on or off at the wrong time. So, you know, back to it, I'm, I am excited about what's going on. This doesn't happen too often in history where the market really goes down. And I think we're going to have that kind of volatility in some parts of the market. And I'm excited because I'm going to be able to take advantage of it. You know, what would you do if you could go back and buy Amazon at 50% of what it is today? 
what what if you could go buy Amazon at 2002 prices? Sure. Would you do it? What about Tesla in 2012? Or Walmart in 1988? Right. You know, there's great companies out there. And if we had the opportunity to buy them at fantastic prices, you need to be backing the truck up. But it's very hard if you look down in your portfolio and only half of it's there. That's scary. So, you know, number one thing you do, you need to have some safety built in or some dry powder. It doesn't have to be a lot. But we're, we're just talking about psychologically what do you need to do. You need to have some dry powder. You need to get excited about buying great deals. I'm working on this right now. Or me personally, I'm picking out companies that I would love to buy. You know, now I'm going to have a list of them. I'm going to see those prices and what they're doing. And I hope they go down. Right. (laughs) So there's some that I've been looking at for 10 years, and I just, I can't stomach to pay twice what I think something's worth. You know, but if it goes the other way, I'm licking my chops. Well, but but to your point, there are many pockets in the market that are still overpriced. Yes. You don't feel it. You don't see it on the news. It doesn't seem like it, but it's very true. And I think, you know, we, we ran a, a podcast just a week ago about remembering what the money's for. Yes. And that helps you be more logical to say, this money is to help me in the future, right? This is not your income bucket. This is your future money, right? We're taking advantage of that or are down the road. Right. That's a great point. Think about all the changes in our life right now. Think about all the technology out there. You know, and yes, a lot of those companies are way overpriced. You know, but this is a market of companies. So we're getting to the point where we can dig through and find companies that are dirt cheap. Got to remember the market the S&P 500, 25% of it is, you know, Amazon, Google, <laughs> Facebook. The, it's being driven by these huge companies, and it's masking a lot of the downturns. But there's companies out there that produce robots that do surgeries on us, and it cuts down on surgeon error. It helps with recovery times. A robot. Right. So wouldn't that be cool to be able to pick up that company if it's growing at 30 40% a year, you know, but you can get it at a price that's that's reasonable that you can make money? Right. You know, what about we already talked about Amazon, but what about if there's a company out there that alters our DNA, you know, and can help with heart problems or diabetes and they're at the cusp of being able to fix those things. Would you want to buy into a company like that if it got cheap enough? Yeah. What about, you know, Microsoft? They're one of the largest companies that save our data in the cloud. What if that got low enough? I mean, are we still going to be using the cloud five years from now? It, it may take a different version, but there'll be something there for that need. Yes. I think that's your point. We need to look forward and say, what can we pick up today while it's cheap? And what can we, you know, we have our dry powder. What can we take advantage of? That way, you know, maybe we can pick up the Teslas and the Walmarts and the, you know, all the things that we wish we would have done 15, 20 years ago. You know, 15, 20 years from now, we can be having a different conversation. That's right. So how do you wrap your mind around that? How can you start to think down is good? 
You know, because down is good. Right. Staying down is not. Don't, don't get me wrong there. <laughs> it's not comfortable, right? We're just talking about volatility right. in the market. And you know, how I manage money, I have to look at risk differently than what I believe risk is. That sounds weird, right? Say, you might have to expand a little bit on that. Help me understand that better. So if I'm managing my, my own money, risk to me is destruction of capital. If I buy a company and tomorrow it's bankrupt and does not exist. That's a risk. That's risk. Right. My dollar disappeared. Permanently. Permanently. Right. If I wake up in the morning and the market's down 2.5%, that's the market doing its thing. Mm -hmm. That's normal. That's average. You know, that really shouldn't scare me. And it doesn't. But when we're working with clients' accounts, I go the other way. I, I say volatility is a risk. Because if I'm owning every stock out there in the market, you know, I'm, I'm very, very diversified. The one thing that's going to hurt me is making a bad decision. Right. And what makes us make bad decisions? is price going up and down. Okay. Our emotion, our reaction to that price. Reaction to volatility okay. in the market. So, you know, when we're talking about the 80-80 rule or anything like that, or, my, or risk measures, what we're trying to do is smooth out the volatility because our goal is to keep you invested over time. We want to be doubling your, whatever your risk level is. You know, if you should be 70% in the market, you know, we should be doubling your money over 10 years. You know, if you're a typical person and you invest on your emotion, you know, that's where most people make 2% a year and it takes 35 years to double. That sounds like a lot of fun. So hey, I'd want to do it in 10 that's or doing 7, 10. you know, wherever your risk level is. Let's take another quick break while we're here, uh, right here on Black and White Market Chatter Life Planning 101. We'll be right back with you. And we're back here with the final segment of Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101, trying to find the opportunity in a volatile market and really trying to be comfortable with making some long-term purchasing decisions and really trying to eliminate our short-term emotional reactions to volatility. Yes. So let's put some real thought into how we think this plays out. You know, I have no crystal ball, but we're going to throw out some ideas of what could happen. Like you're talking specific to the market? To specific the, to the market, okay. time frames and everything else. And let's, let's try to get a grasp of whether our ideas are rational or not. Okay. Right now, the Fed is raising interest rates. And raising interest rates is going to slow down our economy. And the belief is, is if they slow down the economy enough, inflation will go away. So let's throw out the idea that the Fed's never got it right. They're 100% track record of taking things one way. Doing the wrong thing. Too right. far, yes. So let's say July of this year, the Fed has raised interest rates another 1.5%. The market finally says no, and it drops by 50%. Okay, July. July, we look at the market. The market's down 50%. Fed comes back and says, uh-oh, we made a mistake. <laughs> do they ever Do they ever actually admit it? I just want to know that. Yeah, they, they okay. did in 2018. The, okay. The, Taper tantrum. Okay, all right. But let's say let's say they come out and say, "Hey, we got above our, a little bit over our skis. We're going to have to stop this, and we need to pay more attention to the the economy." Market's down fifty percent. 
it takes us two years to get back to even. So I have a horrible 2022. Market drops 50%. By 2024, we're back to where we were at the beginning of 2022. You know, if you think about it, that's pretty close to what normally happens. We have a market correction. It takes us two years, maybe three years to get back to where we were. Really bad times. You know, we're thinking somewhere between two and seven years. So how upset would you be if in two years you made 100%? The end of 2022, we're down 50%. By 2024, we're back to even. So we had doubled the account size within two years. I, th I think that's pretty fine. Yeah, and the, the count is at zero. But what I mean by zero is zero growth. Right, flat. You know, down, up. But if we've done the things that we should... You know, we've had dry powder. You know, we're not 100% all in the market. You know, we've made good purchases. We, we got excited when the market went down. We took advantage of it. Within two years, even if the market's back to being even, we should have done well and over a three-year time frame. Three years is not that long. And the important thing to remember, if we don't do the right thing, that three years can alter our lives for the remainder part of our life. Permanently. Permanently. Because if the market goes down 50 and you decide to get out, the market goes up 100% in two years, gets back to normal, what happens to the market after that? You know, usually it's kind of average, sure. which is 10%, which yeah. is if you're 100% in the market, if you get back in after that, it's still going to take you seven years. Right? So what did we do to your time frame or your life? It takes us a long time to fix things. Well, and so, you know, I've had a couple reviews for our clients where we'll walk through. If you would have reacted emotionally in March of 2020, we know that was a pretty significant, dramatic pullback in the market uh -huh. that was pretty quickly followed up by a sharp recovery. You know, I, I think we can all remember that. But if you would have acted, reacted emotionally, you would have wiped out about three years worth of gains. And not only would you have, if you would have wiped out the three previous years, you would have missed out on the double you got. And it's not the same for every person, of course. But the point right. being, making that emotional reaction is going to permanently and will, because we've seen it, yes. could permanently hurt you. And that's our job, right? At the end of the day, our job is to help you make logical decisions. Right. And it can be done. We're planning for this scenario right now that the market is going to act funny. Right. You know, we've been planning for it. They go back and listen to our podcast, even... Fall. Yeah, fall. last summer, this even. Is, yeah. We're talking, hey, this is coming down the pipe. This is the things that we need to be doing. These are the steps that we've been taking to take advantage of this. And nobody has a crystal ball. And, you know, there's going to be some people out there that say, hey... Sell and go to cash, and I'll just wait. And is that the right decision? My answer is no. Go back and look at anybody in history who made the perfect market call. How often have they done that? If they've done it, it's only been one time. It's only been one time. It's not repeatable. And you can go out in the market any day, and you can find somebody that's bearish or meaning that they believe the market's going down. And most of the time, they have great reasons behind it. But the waiting game... 
you know, things have been overpriced since uh, about 2013. Mm. So if you were just going on price, waiting for things to get back to normal. Still be waiting. Whoa! <laughs> so going to cash is usually not a good idea because your timing's not perfect. You need to get as much of it as you can. But we got to have these little tricks in our mind of why down is good and how we're going to take advantage of it. Helps us stay, helps us stay disciplined to reach our goals. Disciplined. So at the end of the day, we want to help get you to retirement or keep you retired, right? right. But you have to participate. You, you have, have to participate. To, if you don't participate, you're going to miss out, you know, and, and that's the thing. So, Aaron, we're, we're getting close to time. Do you have any last thoughts you want yeah, to throw yeah, in? Just a real we... quick one. What I've been talking about is mostly greed. You know, if you think about it, gets keeps and dry powder when the market falls apart, jump all over it. You know, greed, 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 greed. But there's other reasons to get excited about market going down, and we don't have a lot to talk about it. But if you're doing Roth conversions, yes, you want the market to go down. I can cut your taxes in half. <laughs> you know, Roth conversions. If we need to rebalance the portfolio and you got some monster gains in there, market coming down is beneficial, especially if it's temporary. Or even some tax loss harvesting, yes. just, to, just to know that when we do make some money, we have some losses to, to maybe get out of some taxes. So. Yes. Anyways, guys, I'm excited about what's going on because times like now don't happen very often. And we're going to take advantage of it. So right here, we're going to wrap up our last segment of Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Please call us if you need anything. God bless everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services, and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.